I want to take a minute to tell everyone about the app that helps make this show possible. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Most importantly, it's free. I always got to lead with that. If you're new to podcasting and feel a little intimidated by the whole process, Anchor doesn't charge you a dime to set up an account, so it's a great app to use while you get your feet wet. You also don't have to be an audio engineer to produce your own show. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone, tablet, or computer. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in your bedroom, fit into your closet if you can, go into a garage. You don't always have to have a fancy studio to uh, make a podcast happen. You really just need something you're passionate about and a chance to click record. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Music, Spreaker, Overcast, and many other platforms. You don't have to go log into each account and submit an RSS feed. Anchor takes care of that for you. Not only is Anchor free, but you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've been doing this show for 10 months and I've already been able to quit full time at my day job and just work part time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one easy to use place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, that's Anchor, 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 like from a boat. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Cake and Conversation podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Jay Vite, and I want to get something out of the way right from the start. Sincerely, honestly, thank you for pressing play on my show. In today's overall short attention span culture that we're in, I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to my guests and I talk about something we're obviously passionate about which is our art. I won't lie, I'd probably still do this if my audience was much smaller. Even if like five or six people were checking it out, I'd still put out content. Because for one, I'm building a portfolio every time I release a new episode. And two, I'm getting to meet some badass people. And it's led to other opportunities that I normally wouldn't have had. So just again, though, I'm really appreciative of everybody that listens to this, especially the ones that listen every single week and give me feedback and comments. It means a lot. My guest this week is musician Chad Russo, who currently plays bass for the band The Monster Inside. I've wanted and tried for weeks to sit down with Chad and have him on, but our schedules never lined up, mainly on my end because of work. Uh, Luckily though, life has a way of working out the way it's supposed to. I say that a lot. Um, especially as far as timing goes, because Chad and I were finally able to get together in my house. And it just so happens that The Monster Inside has a brand spanking new single titled My Mark coming out on February 13th, which is Thursday. As I record this, it's uh, two days from now or three days from now. Since I uh, try to be a man of the people, I was able to get a sample of the song and I have it ready for everyone at the end of the episode. So you're currently listening to a small historical moment in the Cake and Conversation universe, the first show exclusive. It's the little things, people. They start to add up and add up, and that's how big things happen. I'm not 
finished providing you with firsts either. On a previous episode, artist Jonathan Paul Jackson selected ice cream sandwiches as his favorite dessert. When I was talking with Chad and preparing for the show, he informed me he also wanted the same snack, but he said he could pick something else since it had already been done. I was quick to tell him that sandwiches were a perfect idea because for one, it's what he really wanted. And two, it creates another first for the show because it's the first dessert to be featured twice when you thought it would be like cheesecake or chocolate cake or something. No, it's ice cream sandwiches. It's all about perspective and how you choose to spin and market things. Until the John Jackson show, I hadn't had an ice cream sandwich in years. And now that I've had them again, I decided that I need to make those a regular dessert in my personal rotation, regardless if they're selected for the show again or not. They got the, they're the perfect amount of treat. There's options and flavors and brands, and they're easily accessible without needing forks and plates. Why can't I like them? It's a quick little snack. During my conversation conversation with Chad, uh, we talk a lot about the process of learning an instrument from scratch and the pros and cons of being self-taught versus private lessons, how church played a role in him growing as a musician, and also the pros and cons of releasing music one single at a time versus the old school route of dropping them all as an album. Similar to maybe doing podcasts or shows, whether, I mean, with regards to, you know, like how I do it, where I release them weekly versus some people how just release them in seasons, you know, in bulk, like here's all 10 episodes at once, listen to it when you get to it, you know, versus releasing them weekly. So we related a little bit with that. As you would expect from a bass player, Chad's super, super laid back. He's a really cool guy. He's got like a vintage vibe going on as far as his soulfulness is concerned, but he's very in touch with modern times and in tune with what's current in today's musical culture as far as sound goes. I've known him personally for a little over a year. Uh, When I moved back into Angleton, we briefly bartended together in Lake Jackson at Worst House. So I knew going in that this would be an easy and comfortable conversation for us. Chad's really well-spoken and he knows how to express his thoughts and carry a conversation. And those types of people are my favorites to speak with for obvious reasons. It just makes my job easier. If you're already familiar with the Monster Inside's previous work, then you already know that their sound is very professional. A lot of time and dedication goes into crafting and producing their songs. And it's for sure a case of quality over quantity right now. I mean, which I I personally appreciate that a lot. They respect their art and do a great job making each song sound as professional as possible. It's studio level music. And if you're new to their music, you'd think they were already a big time band on tour. Chad mentions that they have plans on making it big and that this isn't only a hobby. And I have no doubt that if they keep on their current trajectory, we'll see them perform at you know House of Blues or White Oak Music Hall or Scout Bar, amongst other venues, locally and not just locally, maybe throughout the Texas or Southern region and maybe one day nationally. I had a good time getting to hang out with Chad again and hear him discuss his passion. And I'm thankful for him coming over to my place to record because he didn't have to do that. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation and make sure to, again, stay tuned until the end of the show, specifically this week, so you can hear a sneak peek of their new single, My Mark. Without further ado, here's this week's guest, bass player Chad Russo from the band The Monster Inside. So this is the second time Ice Cream Sandwiches have been on the show. We did it with Jonathan Paul Jackson also. It's a nice little treat. Um, So why is this your go-to? Oh man, 
So basically, it's whenever the ice cream man come rolling down the street, this is my go-to. It was your go-to with the ice cream truck. So it was all affordable. I could always get that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's, 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 a perfect, it's a perfect thing, man. I miss the ice cream truck. I feel like it doesn't come by anymore. But as a kid, especially summertime, dude, every single day at the same time, you hear that bell coming. Bro, I'll show you not. Like three days ago, I'm like walking inside and I hear it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to go get some change. I come back out. It's on the other street. It was already gone. Oh, <laughs> I was close. I was close. It'd be cool, too, if you had like the extra dollar saved up and you can get like the ice cream with the gumballs and for the eyes or something. Like sometimes you have the Ninja Turtle ice cream. Or- Those are all right, man. I, I just I didn't, I didn't like the the one with the gumball on the yeah not per se those were overrated for you uh, I mean if I was really into that character oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into the story behind the band you're in uh, tell me a little bit about when you first discovered that you had an interest in playing an instrument you know like what age were you what instrument was it uh, uh, so basically with that uh, I grew up in church okay and uh, I think I was. I know, I remember specifically, it was, I was six or seven, so I was about a freshman in high school, and... You were six or seven as a freshman in high school? You mean first no, grade? Six, oh, six, oh, oh, six, oh, seven, okay, cool. Because I, I, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I was just looking back recently on it, but... Oh, uh, I was interested in playing some music, and I asked literally someone in the church, I was like, what's the easiest instrument to learn? And they're like, well, bass. I was like, all right, I'll do that. And uh, I literally told my mom my birthday was coming up. I was like, "Hey, I want I want a bass." And uh, unbeknownst to me, they needed a bass player in the youth group. Okay. And I wasn't really involved at that moment or anything. And uh, as soon as they like, as soon as the youth found out I had a bass, they're like, "Well, you're going to be the new bassist. <laughs> you're you're joining Just straight up." And uh, so was, you're going to church every week, like on Wednesday oh, nights. Yeah, or? yeah. I was, I was really into church, like for sure. Mm-hmm. I was like. I was actually going to be a pastor at one point. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, I don't sure. think you've told me that before. Yeah. Uh, my biggest peak with church was like 6th, 7th, 8th grade, and it was more so because that's the friends I hung with out at the time. Mm-hmm. It was camaraderie thing. Right. And I remember yeah. going to like no, it's, it's, definitely, it's, it's definitely good for like people, especially at a young age, man. Right. I, I definitely appreciate everything that I went through with it. Where'd you go? I went to Flipside. Uh, Bradsport Christian Center over okay. on Lazy Landing Clute. In Clute. Yeah, shouts out to them. They're great people. Okay, so you learned to bass on your own, or were you taking classes? Did a family uh, <laughs> member help you out? Or So the way I actually learned it was I I don't remember which one came first exactly, but there's two things. I did take lessons, but I did not take lessons well. I didn't <laughs> practice what he told me to do. He was a great like youth uh, musician guy, like youth pastor musician guy over in West Columbia. I think West Columbia Baptist Church over there. And uh, he was really good. I just didn't really wasn't invested into it. And the, the way I actually learned how to play it is just really simple. It was like literally the song be printed out on a sheet of paper and have like the song lyrics and then the notes where you play the notes on top. It was really simple. Okay. And the way I learned how to play it was I literally went to like Lowe's or something like that and I uh, got like uh, stickers with the letters on them and I put them behind where the uh, on the back side of the bass where those notes are. And the, like on the E and the A string. So you know when to strike the chord? I knew when to strike the chord from the paper. I knew what chord to strike because I had them labeled oh, on the, the stickers back of the on top. the actual bass. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm literally on the neck of it. 
So you, you could know? say you're more self-taught then than learning from lessons. For the most part, uh, that's a stretch. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now I can say that. Or just experience. Did you have? Where were you able to practice at your house, like in the garage? Were your parents ever getting well, on to you? Like well, the thing with church was, I in, at one point I was playing the youth service on Wednesdays, the Sundays morning service, and the Spanish church, and, oh, yeah. and the, later that night, which was fun. That like, was the most fun. Playing bass for the Spanish it was congregation. So I loved it so much. Do you speak Spanish at all? Or? No, but I would sing backup Spanish. Okay. <laughs> As a music is a universal language, right? Yeah, I mean, literally, like, I had the lyrics, and I was just singing backup, so to enunciate correctly, I learned with practice, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I had a great time. And it, a little off note with that, like, if, the, uh, if it was something like cumbia or something I wasn't familiar with at the time, uh, the pastor could actually play it. Okay. And I would uh, go on congos, bongos, have a floor tom, like cowbell. I'd just be back there. That was, it was just so much fun. Man. Yeah, so you, you kind of learned with bass. You knew you had a rhythm for picking up instruments, at least as a simple like drum line, too. Because a lot of bass. Where, I, I played a little bit of drums. Just I could keep a beat. Yeah. Real simple stuff, but yeah, I played it in church a couple times, but that's I'm not a drummer by any means. Yeah, no interest in learning guitar or uh, just guitar is kind of like good comparison here is like learning Spanish. It's yeah. it's compared to playing a bass, it's it's similar. A lot like a lot of the things are the same, but as far as chords go, it just it's kind of a foreign language to me in a sense. Yeah, and a lot even, more goes into it. You know, but I am learning those now playing bass with my bass inspirations, people like uh, Juan Delte. He's a great bassist. Uh, he just got into an accident, unfortunately. Hopefully, uh, he gets through that. He got into like a, uh, like a bicycling accident, unfortunately. What band was he a part of? Uh, so I know him mainly through the Mars Volta, but he uh, Mars Volta, okay, yeah. But he uh, he just toured with uh, Marilyn Manson on that previous tour he was on. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it somebody you met personally? No, or talked to no, 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 but just an influence. Just, just like him, Mars Volta was a big influence on me musically. That's where you were introduced to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. other influence as far as bass players? Do you have any other guys that stick uh, out? Probably Thundercat. Okay. Uh, he's a new funk soul type hip hop stuff. But funk is a good way, especially real, when you're thinking of bass players. Do you real, think? Just fat, like just flappy, plucky type stuff. Yeah. yeah. So this would be a little more commercial, obviously, but then Flea from Chili Peppers. Oh, for sure. Like that, that, was, that was probably my first, like, that's the best bassist guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was like, okay, this is who you look up to in bass. That was like the first one. Yeah. Sure. You see, a lot of times bass players will compliment the music or they don't stand out all the time, but Flea would definitely stood out and had his own. Yeah, word. And that's, it's hard to do. Uh, ideally, like, structurally, bass is really almost I don't, it's hard to hear to the untrained ear I, di I didn't even like pick it up playing bass for the longest time if you listen to music it wouldn't stand out to me per se until I really focused I know but it's it's. I kind of look at it as it, like the backbone like it's the, the drums and bass is where everything starts and then you can build, build off of so it. foundation of a house literally. when you build a house you gotta have the concrete down in the foundation literally the bass yeah. saying it differently but bass players yeah, and bass about it's yeah. literally it's it's a literal transition and then the <laughs> other sounds go off of that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so growing up uh, what was your first taste of music was it like what your parents listened to is what you were exposed to obviously so, like who were some of your first about. favorite bands uh yeah thank god my parents listen to great music yeah <laughs> uh even my mom and all her popiness listened to like good pop like share and stuff like that like okay. uh elton john and stuff uh but uh, and where they met in the middle was probably Fleetwood Mac. 
Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that, they that, both like that band. So I, that, that was a good one. But uh, mainly, uh, my dad started me off young. And uh, he told me something really cool because uh, we were listening to Santana one time. And I was like, why doesn't it have lyrics? And he's like, good music doesn't always have lyrics. Doesn't need the lyrics. And that just kind of like, whenever I think whenever he said that probably opened up the door for, yeah, I, I think I just realized that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just kind of opened up the door for me just like investing into like weird music. And that definitely translates to Marshall to like me. My alternative to a certain band. extent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even now the word alternative, I guess the music has a mainstream vibe too. So it's not even alternative yeah, really anymore. Like, I mean, but, I think Billie Eilish is a great example of that. Okay. Like, she's alternative, but she's as big as it gets right now. Yeah, like everything, even hip hop now, like is alternative. Like There's so many different sub genres into genres. It's, it's great. Stuff. It's great. It's a great time for music. Yeah, well, it's a great time for music or just creating stuff in general because now all you need is an internet connection. Where even maybe ten it's or fifteen crazy. years ago, it was a lot harder. You had to go put something on a tape or a physical CD. Now you can just stream it and share it everywhere. It's I awesome. Like, I feel like this is a good thing for society. Uh, for yeah, it keeps people busy. It gives people other opportunities they might not normally have. And it, it just keeps. I think it's changing the idea of celebrity. Okay. And uh, just what it is to actually make it like, it, like, especially like with, uh, with our music, if, if we're just playing shows and making a living, like that's my idea of success, man. If, yeah. For if, if I can make enough just to make a living, make a house, make a family, that's, that's where I want to be. Yeah. You don't even have to be rich and famous. You just kind of want to be taken care of. Be able to supply or support your family. And then the rest that comes with it comes with it. Uh, so, like, during middle school, you weren't in band or anything, then, though it started no. with the church, you didn't do band or anything like that. Yeah. What other school activities were you, like, theater? I know you told me you played football, but anything else? Uh, so, I literally was talking about, I wish I played band yesterday, but uh, they told me, uh, I asked somebody which one had the least amount of homework, and they told me art didn't have any, so I took that course. You did art class? Yeah. Have any decent skill at drawing or sketching or shading, though? Uh, or I mean... Stick figures? Not... not I don't have any natural talent, but I have drawn some cool stuff. Okay. <laughs> Those when trippy days we draw some a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> certain times where you sit down and just want to like get out, you know, oh, creative man. expression almost. A little, a little bit, but I'm definitely not an artist by any means. Yeah. I, in, that, in that regard, in that sense, yeah. yeah. Do you but, have um, so if you're like relaxing, you want to relieve stress? You don't sit down and write, no like poetry or anything like that, or help write lyrics for music or put your input in on that aspect? I mean, as far as input on that, it's, I don't really do a lot as far as like song, go, like lyrics go or anything like that. But we are, we're definitely just always trying to write grooves and stuff like that. As far as me and the guitarists go. It's real collaborative and everybody's open-minded. Well, no, to listen for to sure. Yeah, it's, it's a big, big group effort. Group yeah, effort. So you don't let the group egos, effort. group effort, but you don't let the egos and stuff get in the way. Yeah. We're, I don't think that's ever been an issue. Uh, Cause it's, it's really not about one person per se, other than maybe Scott and he's got the like least ego out of everybody. Yeah, for sure. So uh, the band we're talking about, I don't think we even mentioned it yet. Uh, the band's named The Monster Inside. How did the group form originally? So uh, mainly, well, what happened was Scott hit me up, our drummer Scott, who. Uh, How long ago was this? This was oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Five years, you know, five or six, five years, five years ago. ago. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just about maybe maybe four and a half, but just about five. Yeah. And he was the one that got in touch with each person, so you weren't necessarily friends with the guitarist or the singer. I was. I mean, we were all associated through the A bracket friend group. It's a just a bracket friend group. What is that? Uh, uh, 
Oh, just the, you know, like Will Carter, Travis Hensley. Oh, okay. All, like that whole front group over there. Like we were all good friends. So social circle. Back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. social circle. We always kind of knew each other. Through, like through friends, you know, we're all about the same age. That's how I knew Scott. Adrian or Dante's or Screaming Bubble is right now. He's a, uh, he's from West Columbia. Scott's from Sweeney. So we're all just local Missouri County guys. Okay. Our guitarist is out of uh, uh, the Austin area. We found him. I forget how we found him, to be honest. Just you know in the networking almost or something. Probably put you guys in touch. Hey, yeah. check this guy out. Yeah. Then uh, in our, our lead vocalist right now was uh, Caleb Eddie. He's uh, out of the Sweeney area. Okay. Um, so you got the, you said a scream vocalist and then lead vocalist. I didn't really think about the fact that obviously, I mean, I've heard that style of music and you do have two vocalists, but that one guy specifically sticks to the screaming part. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely alters a lot. Uh, we do have some new music coming out and it's going to be a little different from what you heard, but it's not definitely, it's not crazy different by any means. Yeah. You're kind of sticking to the, so what some, describe someone. the genre then for uh, Monster Inside? Man. So we're, we're really trying to do everything from, some hardcore metalcore type stuff to pop, to be honest, and everything in between, trying to fit them in, trying to mix some like really cool blends of that. You have the same producer that you've worked with over time, or we've uh, we have two producers. Uh, mainly, we do a lot of our stuff through Concrete Studios. Jonathan uh, Delise, uh, he's a great Concrete Studios. Check him out if you're looking to make some music. Great pricing over down in uh, Kenner, Louisiana, near New Orleans. Oh, in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so y'all do a lot of work over that's, online. That's, then. that's where we our EP was made over there that we put out about a year ago. And uh, so y'all all took a road trip down there to record. Every, yeah, that's we awesome. yeah we go over there, and it's twenty minutes outside of the French Quarter. Yeah, exactly. So you get to celebrate afterwards. Yeah, and playing bass is the best part because I usually finish up like the first day and a half. Yeah. So I'm just then you're hanging out done after that. Yeah. What are some of the stereotypes that go with being a bass player then? Because I know your buddy oh, is always man. ragging on you, like bass player oh, it's, jokes. It's, it's so. always bad. Uh, mainly just being like the foopy dumb guy, I guess. <laughs> you play that stereotype. <laughs> like the kind of your tuner kind of guy, you know. Uh, but You'd no. be a little more laid back, I'm guessing, because the workload isn't as much to a certain extent. Masa Minos, uh, <laughs> it's, it is and it isn't. Like, as long as you have, like, what you got to do done, it's nothing difficult, to yeah. be honest. But getting it done is the hard part, I would say. Like, uh, so I, I just put a lot of money in equipment recently. And uh, it's it's literally the best rig I've ever played with. And it's, it's, it's hella nice. I can't wait for people to hear it. Yeah. Was this the first band you've been in? Or were you part of, like, other little high school, like, garage bands? Or just you and different buddies hanging out? <laughs> Great question, man. Uh Shoot. Uh, so I've been in a few bands. I was in one that I can't remember the name with uh, uh, Taylor Harris and Travis Hensley. I brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, that was in another one with uh, Will Carter, Luna D. Oh yeah, no Will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a he's a great drummer, by the way. On top of all the music he raps and produces himself. Yeah, check him out, guys. Uh, yeah, he was playing drums at the time and. Ramal Jabbar, great dude. He was a, his dad's like a classical uh, Spanish style guitarist, lingo guitarist. Okay. And he learned that growing up and was really talented. So I, I got to play with those guys for a little bit. It was Mystic Macabre. So to form a band to actually label it as that, would you guys actually go do little 
like like shows? Yeah, we played a few shows, man. A lot of a couple of local shows. Uh, oh, cool. We would mainly just get together and jam. It was that kind of practice. Jam sessions, okay. And the way we would make music, just literally jam, record it. And just anything we could pull out of that, pull some structure to it, and this Ramal put his lyrics on top, and yeah, it was, it was so much fun. So that was a little more live to tape style. Like, we're going to record this and then try to edit a little bit instead of going back and building it from. More or less, but we didn't, like, record any music. We just played live shows with it. Okay. Yeah, it was, that was probably, like, the most I played after the church scene. Yeah. yeah. Going back to uh, the Monster Inside, has the band's sound changed over time? I know you say you're kind of experimenting a little more on this an upcoming project you have out, but like, so when you first started the band, what was the idea? Was it like a hardcore, like harder metal? It, I mean, we're not far off from the original goal. Uh, it's, we, we definitely didn't have a set mindset. We just wanted to see what we could do. You all had beginning. similar interests in music. Right, right. We had an idea of what direction we wanted to go, trying to make like a new uh, post-hardcore type sound and just innovate on the genre and get out uh, Make a new sound if we can, you know, find, yeah. find something cool, find something fun. So what are some of the band's influences, like um, other bands, obviously? You, you mentioned Mars Volta earlier, but... Oh, that's, I mean, I, I wouldn't say we had, like, any one band influence us. I definitely have personal influences like that. Right. So yeah. if you were to say, like, hey, if you like this band, you'll like us. Uh, okay. Uh, I think uh, you could definitely compare us to, like, Issues or Asking Alexandria or somebody like that. We're definitely putting a new twist on... They're older sounds, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of what, kind of definitely. I mean, you can compare them for them. If it came up in a, and you may like stream or something, you know. Yeah, like say yeah. when you put something in Pandora and then you hear songs from other bands that sound like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so going back to you playing the bass, what's the most frustrating part of playing it? Playing bass? Yeah, with that instrument in particular. Oh man. Um. I don't know, frustrating is a not, weird word. Not much, huh? Nothing where you're like, damn it, I don't want to do this part. Like, uh, say, with me with doing this podcast, there's a lot of other, like, my favorite part is sitting here, what we're doing now is recording, but there's some okay. of the tedious stuff that it's like, sometimes it'll put me off for a day or two because I just don't want to get to it. Okay, you know? It's you. frustrating. I mean, I guess negative. No, but, I, got you, yeah. I got you, I got you. Maybe just the, uh, even, it, it's it's hard to even say, but I, because I, it's, it's even fun to do it, but uh, just the, the fine-tuning of being exact on, like, our being what we are on record and being live. Okay. Yeah, just just not slipping up and just doing practice editing constantly, oh, okay. I guess. It kind of gets a little uh, monotonous in a sense. Do you like that discipline that it brings to you then? Because maybe normally, I wouldn't say, I mean, you're very laid back, so I wouldn't say you're undisciplined overall in life, oh, I mean, but this right, brings right, more right. discipline. I need structure. discipline. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I need. If I don't have structure, I'll let the whole thing hang out. You know. What I mean? Yeah, and at the same time, nobody's making you go do that. You're doing this on your own. You're not like a no. You have to go to this band practice. If you really didn't want to do it and you oh, didn't man. want the discipline, well, that's. I mean, look, oh, band practice is fun as shit. Yeah, it's we're getting together. We're all having a good time. We're jamming. It's it's everyone's in, literally in tune. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's the uh, sitting at home. Do, 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 you know, just the the same breakdowns and stuff, just staying crisp, staying on time, you know. So now, other than that, but it's not even that bad. Yeah, oh, I enjoy yeah, it. You yeah. know, You're really like blessed with what you like to do. But I mean, I, the bad part about it is not just being uh, sidetracked, just going off and playing some like bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just playing like funky rhythms or just random stuff. So, uh, what's the creative process for the band currently? Like, who writes the music? We were talking a little earlier about everybody having some input and vibing back and forth. Who would you say is like, I don't know, like the alpha? Is it the lead singer or is there somebody who kind of takes if, charge? If anyone's the alpha, it's Scott. 
Okay, Scott. Drummer, yeah. and he's the one that kind of got you guys together. Yeah, he's the one who pulled, he's the one who hit me up and it's like, hey, so he's uh yeah he's like said paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, do we say that already? I don't think we mentioned it on uh, air. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Scott. Okay, he's got a really so, good inspirational story. Yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, he uh, had an accident, lost his ability to lost his a lot of uh, mobility in his legs, lost his ability to see for the most part. Uh, he was a great drummer before that, and still is now. He had to relearn the drums, and uh, when he did that, he's like, "Hey, you want to be in a band with me?" And I was, and I, I like, I would probably consider myself a casual bassist at the time. Okay, just here and there. If you want to play, if you want to jam, let's do it. And it was, it's like, yeah, dude, I'll be in a band with you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, since then, we started doing some practices, and then we uh, got a hold of uh, uh, Robbie Joiner. Uh, Black Book Studios over in uh, it's the Spring area, Spring Cypress, somewhere over there. Okay. Uh, he uh, produces uh, Fire from the Gods. They just opened up on tour for Five Finger and Death Punch. Are they a local band, Fire from the Gods? Uh, they're not local, but they're Texas band, if anything. I think some are from Texas. I know. I think at least two of them are from what I know. But I know like one of them is like uh, I think the singer's from like uh, the UK and somewhere else. Oh, He's okay. from all over, I think. But. Uh, yeah, he produces them. You know, we got the first song we ever made. A place I used to know was uh, produced by him, and he was a big writer on that. Uh, uh, we did that one, and uh, may or may not be working on some other stuff. Yeah, with him, you know, it's you know, just some balls are rolling. Going back to Scott in general, how cool is it to see that he's persevering? You know, everybody has obstacles mm -hmm. in life, all in different forms. But to see him not give up, you know, a lot of people have been like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. It's, I can't do it. Literally, it's it's inspired me so much, man. Yeah, you sit there and think, oh, if somebody else can do this, I can do this in my own field. You know, you can use it. It's very inspirational. It, like, literally, like, uh, there's only been a few things in life I've been, like, extremely, like, put the blinders on, go now, like, just no distraction, like, just avoid distractions. And just, this is my goal. I would say, like, football, I really dove into that. And, yeah, I had a lot of opportunities with that. I'm glad I didn't play college ball in the long run. Yeah. Like, I had the opportunity, but I'm glad I didn't. But uh, that in church, man, just invested all my time and effort into those things when I was really into those. And just, I'm just, this is the first time I've really invested, like, have, like, this, like, fire in my ass. And I, a lot of that's a tribute to Scott and just what he's going through and just his perseverance. Is it's just, it's amazing. Man. Just getting around, being around him is inspirational. Watching him work his phone, he's just fluent on the phone, bro. Like you, you would never know. Like he has any kind of disability with it. Like he's literally just listening to it, like in his text to talk, just rattling off. He's just typing stuff in there. Yeah, he's a magician with it. But. That's cool. I definitely on a, a future episode for sure. I want to have the whole band on and definitely get the chance to talk to Scott myself. Bro, that's the yeah, that's, that's a kind of. Yeah, I love having these kind of people on. Like, I've had a, a pastor on, like a yeah. speech impediment, you know. Uh, just in general, people, inspiration. So, for my listeners, if you got one person out there that can maybe take something from one particular episode, then it makes all this stuff worth it to, you know, get to the corny side of it. But um, you guys do your music all online, obviously. Uh, how many original songs do y'all have in the catalog? So, right now, we're at six. Okay. It'll be seven and three days. Three days is when the next one comes out. Three days, yeah. We are releasing the single My Mark. Check it out. It's going to be on iTunes. Let's 
quick plug here. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> it'll be on iTunes if you want to support it. Spotify, you want to check it out. YouTube, it'll be all on there. Hit us on our Facebook. Send us a message. We'd love to talk to you. So you obviously we're going six or seven songs over time. We're over the old stage, the old style of we're dropping 12 at a time or 10 songs or you're not really doing albums anymore, right? I mean, that's just the trend in music altogether. Uh, we're definitely focusing on just putting out uh, one step at a time right now, for sure. Uh, look forward to uh, more music, some more. We'll have a single or two drop oh, after yeah. this. I think it was, I'd read in an interview, it was Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, it came out. He's like, yeah, we're never doing an album again. We're going to have right. a couple songs here and there and we'll and drop them out. That's yeah. legitimately, that's, we're definitely focused on the singles in that regard. Yeah. It's so, something we want to push. And I, every, I'd like to, ideally, I'd like to do every song just as a single, push it as that. And it's, I think that's uh, like what hip hop really made the thing. Maybe even Little Wayne just like putting out a song here and like popping, popping, popping songs out. Yeah. You hear a lot now with Drake and oh. yeah, a lot of a lot of the music he does. You just do one at a time. Yeah, but and deep down, I'm an album kind of guy. Right, like, nostalgia I've, for the albums. Like I sit down, and listen to it through and through. That's how I've done it for years, and it's, I, I prefer music. Prefer to music, listen to music that way. Yeah, almost in order. Or when you're building an album, it, you're almost telling a story throughout that particular album too. Good and music. You, you have a yeah, good music. Right. That's what. I mean, I used to say back in the day, like, we're not even old. But when you're younger and we're listening to certain albums, like, I don't even necessarily like this band, but this one album they put out hit perfect or, you know, stuff like that. That goes to the difference of doing one at a time. I mean, dude, I mean, yeah, they were dropping, like, Led Zeppelin was almost like 50 years ago now, man. Yeah, that's insane, <laughs> right? Uh, when I started hearing there was a classic rock station and I heard Nirvana and a Pearl Jam song on a classic rock station and it kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like, that's the, how is that classic rock already? What are we doing? I'm getting old. <laughs> and I bet you there's a point, obviously, when you guys have enough content out where you can go back and say, hey, this is, you can make it an album, you know, or hey, we got our first 10 songs. Let's go back and re release it. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal, you know, just to have a full length, be able to sell that, put it on copies, you know, get it out to people, you know. I, I still believe, like, I collect vinyls, man. Okay. I'd like to have those eventually. Yeah. But it's just, uh, but the, the game is definitely the digital market. You know, that's where everyone's looking at their phones, man. So, like, that's where you got to be. Yeah. Everybody's on the phone, and everybody's ADD at this point. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about earlier when you were plugging all your websites and stuff. I'm going to go ahead and take a little quick break right now, and we'll do some more local plugging for you guys. But we'll be back real shortly. I'll keep this shout-out brief, but I recently started a new bartending job on the weekends at Bogey's Pub & Grill, located in Pearland at 9330 Broadway Street. We're open seven days a week until 2 a.m. There's drink and food specials every night, including shot specials. Right now, we're currently serving crawfish every single day, and the kitchen's open late. You know, if you're getting off work late or want a late night snack. If you've never been, the atmosphere's great. It's full of regulars who help keep the mood laid back and fun. Everybody kind of knows everybody. It's got a cool modern cheers vibe to it. There's DJs and live music throughout the week. There's pool tables, bar games, dozens of TVs, and a great patio. Ask for Jeremy, the manager, when you go, and he'll be sure that you have a great experience. Also, of course, you can and should ask for me as well when I'm there, and I guarantee you'll laugh and have a good time. That's Bogey's Pub and Grill in Pearland. Check it out if you're looking for a great watering hole in the Brazoria County and South Houston area. All right, so I'm back here with Chad from the Monstering side. Y'all definitely, uh, <laughs> y'all release music online. Have y'all, as the band specifically, have y'all played uh, in front of live audiences? Uh, no, not yet. 
Okay. So uh, we've been a studio band for the most part until uh, recently. We are uh, essentially show ready. We're only waiting on a few things. We're able to like 100% play live shows. Like uh, we're like still trying to figure out the kick drum situation. Oh yeah, tell me a little more. We talked off air about the kick drum situation mm-hmm. with the drummer, obviously, because he deals with um, yeah, just below the waist that right, you're being right, paralyzed. Right. What are you guys having the works for the kick drum? So uh, there's a couple options. We can uh, definitely just put it on the back tracks. We're putting together for our EP and everything, and uh, a new single and stuff. Trying to get the live show ready. Uh, we had practice yesterday, actually, but I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> no, I should watch the practice. No, we'll get on it. Uh, but uh, so yeah, well, we can do that. Or uh, one thing we uh, have uh, potentially in the works is some kind of mechanism to kick and stay in time with the uh, the back tracks, just so it, the actual kick drum is being kicked along with him doing everything on top. But I, like that that would be something else. Man. You have some like third party helping with the actual creating process of like you guys have an idea. Right. And it, I'm not working on it, but we do have someone is is in the works. Making the physical Hopefully. I mean we'll just see we don't know how practical it is at this point. Yeah. But it's twenty twenty. We can probably find something to work. Right, because now I'm kinda of wondering if obviously things have been done like that before, like what mechanisms are already out there maybe like commercially that somebody could buy. Or this is something where y'all are innovating from scratch that could be licensed or sold off later. You know, oh, that's, that's like another idea. little, and it's associated with you guys first. Yeah, of course. Well, it's on tape, so I guess you have to get some kind of royalty. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, as it, it comes together, like you guys were the ones, and whoever you're working with, third party or whatever, that's putting it all together. I mean, that, that could help out a lot of different people. So now you have somebody who's just anybody in general is paralyzed, and they, oh, you can't play the drums, you're paralyzed, and you just ain't gonna work. Well, now you it, can. It's a, even more simply, to someone who isn't coordinated with the feet and the hands if they just want to do the hands and they can just set up that there's not comfortable using the feet yeah exactly so you don't even be handicapped it just goes to a learning thing like hey instead of trying to learn all of this at once maybe it's easier for somebody to learn the drums just focus on the hand like you said and then just focus on the leg that's really interesting i can't wait to see kind of what happens with that yeah likewise uh specifically related to the band what's the most frustrating thing i know we talked about frustration with bass earlier and there wasn't a lot but what's the most frustrating thing that you guys have to deal with just in general? Uh, just getting together is kind of hard. We all got our own lives, got jobs and stuff. Lining up schedules. Yeah, and it, that can be a little hard. But, yeah, we, we do have a day put aside for the most part. And we usually once a up, month, once every other week. Uh, ideally, we're trying to get together once a week. But, yeah, once we get everything situated, we'll be definitely hitting one week for sure. Yeah. We're, we're, definitely, we're hitting about twice a month right now. Twice a month. Yeah. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I had Tim Branch on, and he likes to play with his family as well. They have, like, a little family band, and they've performed. But that was the biggest thing for him too. I guess like you could say up and coming when you're not when you still have to have a day job. Everybody's got kids or day jobs or wives, whatever. So it's hard to sync up the schedules. Yeah, uh, no one's married, thankfully. Luckily, yeah, yeah, sweet. So, yeah, it's it's not too much. I mean, there's girlfriends involved and stuff, but yeah, it's it's pretty easy to line up for the most part, and everyone's pretty. Uh, and no one's real combative about it. If we can get together, we can. And then egos don't get in the way too much. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're shit-talking and joking around, that's, but that's fun. Yeah, that comes second. That comes you know second. What I mean? uh, yeah, this band comes first, man. So what would you say overall, then, for the, what's the purpose of the band? Give listeners an idea of the goals and plans that the Monster Inside has in store for the short term, like the next year or so. I know you said you got music coming out. So. Uh, definitely more music, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll be playing live shows in 2020. Okay. Uh, mainly it's just about Scott and playing music, having fun, and trying to balance uh, this drive and not taking yourself too seriously, you know? 
Yeah. But then still also respecting the art. Oh, it's, like, it's, you don't want to take it serious, but at the same yeah, time. Yeah, you, not take, you want to take that seriously, but not yourself seriously. Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's a difference in yeah, yeah respecting the art, but then also. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm only, silly as this is, I'm only the vessel playing the music, man. You yeah. Know, it's, it's anybody can play the instrument, you know, it's just being one with the sound, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are some more um, long-term goals then? Like five years from now, where would you like the band to be? Uh, I mean, ideally, it's just putting music out and just having a having enough audience that we can uh, afford to make a living, have a family, make investments and do this for a living, man. If a band got a hold of you guys and said, hey, we want y'all to come on this leg of our tour and open for us, would all, all the members would be able to drop everything? Boom, on the spot, be ready to participate. Yeah. I say they give you six-month yeah. notice. Hey, in August, we're hitting this part of Texas on our nationwide tour or whatever. You guys want to hit these six dates with us. Yeah. Everybody would be gung-ho. Even if we're like, oh, I can't really afford to do that for three weeks or a month on the road. Uh, it, uh, it's the structure, man. Like, we're, I'm, You're about I'm ready it. to drop everything. Scott's ready. We get everything lined up. Cam's a college. Well, we just got to work around that. Or college, college stuff. Online like, college. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, I mean, it can, we can make it work for sure, man. Does anybody else in the band have any other experience in other bands with oh, maybe for sure. touring uh, or? Uh, I know Scott. Forgive me, I, I forget Scott's well, previous okay. band. This is a better question for when I got the whole band here, anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, they. Uh, yeah, everyone's got some. Every, yeah, I know uh, Cam over in uh, Austin's in another band he plays with a lot too. But everyone, everyone's got definitely definitely got experience. In it. We're yeah. uh, we, we were pieced together from bands around the like the area, basically. So yeah, and, uh, our, our lead singer was in uh, Weather Eye for a long time. Weather Eye? Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, they, uh, they toured for a little bit. They were signed in Vogue. And uh, uh, our lead singer, Caleb, he just re-signed in Vogue again. For, uh, he's on his own contract for a year over there. Within Vogue? What is what's yeah, It's a record company over there. Really? Yeah. Where's over there again? I have no idea where they're based out of. That's but, insane. Yeah, 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 he signed to them. But yeah, we'll work around that. And yeah, we'll, uh, just some things are, some balls are rolling, you know. Just yeah, stay a Stay uh, on alert for uh, shows coming up this year and dates and stuff. music and everything. Even if you keep it local, there's a lot of places around here that you guys get started at just to get some experience under your belt. Yeah, we definitely want to do some Texas shows for sure. Like the beauty about Texas, man. Like uh, what's great about the country artists and the, even the hip hop artists. You can even tour if you're from Houston. You can tour the Dallas, Austin, San Antonio area and just make a living based off Texas. It's a small country, man. Yeah, it is. There's plenty of happening, especially when you get to like Austin area or San Antonio and stuff. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> so would you ever be interested, like if somebody, like say somebody's 10-year-old kid wanted to take bass lessons, would you be interested in tutoring or lessons like that? For sure, man. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't have a curriculum or anything, but I could definitely put it together. And like I have friends who say they want to learn how to play bass. I was like, I'll teach you everything I know, man. Yeah. Get you started right on it. Yeah. Would you be interested if somebody else was like, oh, hey, our bassist couldn't make it. Do you want to, like, you'd be willing to play for other bands? Do you think you'd be confident enough in yourself to pick up kind of what they're doing? Yeah, just give me a, give me a heads up. Tell me what to learn. I can learn it. Yeah, especially if it's a different genre of music. Like yeah, some yeah, outlaw country band is like, bro, hey, come play bass for us. This bass rig, I can, the rig I got right now, it's a Dark Glass, Micro 2s, 900, V2. Bad bitch. That's it's all a, terminology describing the actual bass you got. It's a, no, it's, a, it's the amplifier I got and. uh a really badass amplifier man pushes out like a thousand watts and i can literally play everything with like from my rig right now i can play everything like swedish death metal to like country 
country pop, Swedish death metal. I swear, metal. yeah, I mean, it's uh, I got a fun little raid right now, and that's got its own distinct sound from what you say, American death metal or a different whatever, huh? Swedish death metal just seems like an interesting. Oh well, Swedish death, death metal is the heaviest death metal. Yeah. So um, the listeners, I know we plugged it a couple of times, but then you use this next minute or two to really plug all your stuff again. If they want to check out your band's music, what's the easiest way, or how can people reach you guys? You know, plug your social media and stuff. All right, yeah, check out Spotify, guys. The Monster Inside. You can go to YouTube, get all our videos on there. Check out our official site, get us the view straight up. Check it out. Check it What's out. What's the official website? It's the Monster Inside official on YouTube. And then uh, if you want to support us directly, hit us, go purchase it on iTunes. Check out some merch we'll have lined up here in the, hopefully over the next few months. And then the song My Mark drops on what date? February 13th? The 13th, I believe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. February 13th, I believe, is what it was. That'll yeah, be yeah. called My Mark. Yes, sir. All right, dude, it's been great having you on. I'm finally going to actually get this together. Yeah, like Make it work. Yeah, I've said this before. You're one of the guys I was talking to about doing this when I was first getting the podcast going. So we're able to make some time to line it up. I'm glad what you're doing with it, man. It's neat. Cool, man. I'm glad you like it. It's fun. It's just a different outlet. It's therapeutic. Like last week when I just, I couldn't line up any guests to make it work. So I was just like, screw it. I'll be my own guest on this episode. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there writing and writing. And after like two hours, put down like 3,000 words. And I was like, wait a second. Even if I didn't record this, it was relaxing. Or I was bringing up stuff in a particular order where it just kind of clicked. Like, oh, I haven't even thought about this in a while. You know? yeah. So, yeah, this whole, that's why I, I like having different creative people. I don't want it to just be musicians or just be artists or right. just be whatever. Anybody can be like a local whatever. Yeah, it's, you've been pretty diverse in advance. Yeah, it's good to mix it up because you get different viewpoints. And I always like bringing up with the dessert, like, hey, is it a childhood thing? There's a lot of like early onset stuff. I like the psychology behind it. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's like what got you into it or what makes you tick? And a lot of the people I've talked to, it's interesting to see like they're – it's fascinating to find out they can do like, oh, I can, I'm a painter and I do this. Like Jonathan Paul Jackson's a painter, but then on the side, he just does musician for fun. It's like having a side hobby to your main hobby, yeah, you know, yeah. but it's different stuff like that's pretty cool. But um, there's definitely going to be a time where I get the whole band from the monster inside on, um, on as guests. It'll probably hopefully be my first group where I can have multiple people as guests. But thanks again for your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem, man. My pleasure. Thanks again for checking out this week's edition of Cake and Conversation. Chad was a great guest, and I'm looking forward to having the whole band on in the future. It was a badass to see the excitement on Chad's face when he was talking about the band. And Anytime people pursue their passion with a determined attitude, great things for sure happen. I mentioned last week that I found out that listeners can send voice messages by clicking the link on the show notes page. After learning more about that, I found out that I can upload your voice messages to the episode, to any episode. This is fucking great because now if you guys want to give a shout out, say hello, feel free to send me a message and maybe I'll upload it on a future episode. Unsolicited, my friend Luis, who bartends at El Toro, sent me a 10 second message just saying what's up, complimenting the show. So I'm going to add that to the end of the episode to kind of give you guys an example An idea I've come up with is I can have a minute or so segment where I combine all the shout outs I received that week and you guys can all be featured on Cake and Conversation. I really, really encourage you guys to not be shy and shoot me a message because I'd love to hear from people and have a chance to share it with everyone else. I think it's a pretty cool concept and a way to make and keep the show have a more personal touch to it. I know this week's show is coming out on a Wednesday when I normally publish on Tuesdays, but I'm still adjusting to working 15 to 20 hours on some days. 
So I appreciate the patience with me while I get used to figuring out the timing of putting these out. Either way, you're still getting weekly content from me. And once I release my Astro Brat podcast, you'll really be seeing me shamelessly plugging all of my stuff ad nauseum. I have other things that I probably should mention, and I could talk here a lot longer, but this episode is already getting up there as far as length goes. And I always try as much as possible to keep these as meat and potatoes as possible without rambling on and on promoting stuff and shilling stuff. I like the simple structure that this show has, and I plan on keeping the format relatively the same. Thanks again. Um, for sure, please. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks again uh, for checking out my show. I really appreciate it. I can't express that enough. I hope you guys enjoy the preview of the Monster Insides new single that I have for you titled My Mark. And you'll be able to find that, I believe, on their Spotify channel. I mean, you can find them on Facebook. Just search The Monster Inside. As I always say, keep sending out positive vibes. Create and control your own happiness. You know, squeeze the people you love really, really hard. And until next time, take care, everyone. Here's a preview of the Monster Inside's new single, My Mark, out on Thursday, February 13th. What's up, Andy? She is Lulu here telling you what's up. It's good shit, brother. Good shit.